0: This week on The Big Show, summer is officially here and we'll have plenty of heat in studio as one of my favorite guests, Julian Lytle, drops by to talk movies, upcoming music releases, and more. Plus, we'll have entertainment news, previews, and reviews of the latest films, including season two of Luke Cage, Upgrade, and Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, all on the latest episode of Keeping It Real with Film Gordon. Let's go. them. To uh, the latest episode of Keeping It Real with Film, Gordon. I am Tim Gordon. Um, we got a lot of stuff happening on this week's show. Um, as I said, one of my favorite, uh, you know, people, Julian Lytle, a film critic here in Washington D.C., is going to stop by, and we're just going to chop it up, man, and talk movies, music, and a whole bunch of other things. We have reviews coming up later on in the show of the fifth film in the Jurassic Park franchise, and this is, of course. Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom, and, um, you know, and Wilson Morales will be by momentarily. Uh, but before we get to Wilson, I just want to say that I'm really excited because uh, at three o'clock in the morning, <laughs> this morning, Luke Cage drops. And basically, my Friday is off limits when that occurs, because I basically watched from episode one through the entire You know, the entire run of the season So it'll be uninterrupted, get me some food I'm gonna get it in Really excited for season 2 of Power Man So I want to check that out And online with us right now A man who at least had an opportunity to preview season 2 And let me know like a month ago he did It is my friend, my colleague from BlackFilm.com Wilson Morales, man, welcome to the show Hi, it's good to be on hey brother so what's going on man you've you've gotten a chance to see luke cage man um how many did you did they send you what was it six or seven episodes did you get
1: they sent me all 13 oh my god
0: see man see this is what i'm talking about right here the level of the level (laughs) of hate man it's just a shade so go ahead man so without without letting too much out the bag man uh good season uh is it is strong as season one what are we looking at
1: it's a good season, you know, I think with season one, you know, I guess because of the cultural impact and it was the first black superhero on TV, Obviously, we saw the impact it had when it crashed Netflix the next day and he had uh, Mahershala Ali, who was great in the first seven episodes and he'd go on to win an Oscar. Um, Here, you know, we still, we don't have a Mahershala Ali, but we have a Mustafa, you know, and he still brings in the same and energy level as Mahershala. Uh, you have other characters without giving out any spoilers that have stepped up their game. you know, and then Luke Cage himself, you know, uh, I guess from what we last saw, as we see with all these other superheroes, anytime you get a first season, whether it's Daredevil or Jessica Jones, it's more of about an identity crisis. you know, can they live with their powers so without telling the world, without taking advantage of it? And we get to see a lot of that in this season as far as accepting who they are, and wow. so uh you know there's a lot of fun in this in the series
0: so basically um and, and I don't think it's a secret to give it away uh the main villain this year, of course, as you said is is played by uh, Mustafa Shakir. uh what is his name? is it um, um Coach Master yes 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 I saw I saw a trailer of it and I was like wow that's gonna be pretty interesting so the other thing Wilson and I'm not sure if you caught on to this I know in season one Chio Hideri Coker who's the showrunner and, and writer and, and overseer of this franchise he named all of the episodes in season one after uh, Gangstar songs I understand that this season all of the episodes are named after um, what is it P uh, rock and C.L. Smooth songs.
1: Yeah, I guess you, you'd have to know <laughs> your rap to know, to know those references. There's a lot that, that this series has done. It's not just like any other series, you know. Besides the songs uh, that are named after uh, the rap group, you know, he also employed six woman to direct uh, uh, episodes, which is more than any, uh, with the exception of Jessica Jones, which did that for season two, and by having every episode directed by a woman, this one has six episodes directed by a woman, which is more than any of the other Marvel series, uh, including the ones that are played on ABC, Hulu, and other shows, other networks.
0: Now, you know, another thing I'm looking forward to with this series is that we saw at the conclusion of Season 1 that Misty Knight had had a horrific accident. And uh, they've teased it, and we sort of know what's coming, but I just want to watch it in action. Um, Is Simone Missick's character stronger in Season 2, or are we about the same form? Because I thought she was strong in Season 1 as well.
1: She was strong in Season 1, and you're you're referencing Season 1 of The Defenders, Right, that she had her accident. Right,
0: ah, my apologies, but yeah, they all start to run <laughs> together.
1: So yeah, so you know, she comes back. Obviously, the character has gone through some pain and some uh, some rehabilitating. And obviously, if you are a comic book war, you know what's to come. So best to, uh, especially since you're going to be watching these things left and right, all starting tomorrow. Um, not to say anything more, but just let you
0: anticipate what to expect. <laughs> All right, and last thing on Luke Cage, man, of course, the music uh, with Ali, Shah- Shahid Muhammad, as well as um, Adrian Younger, they're back doing what they're doing, and you got new guest stars in Harlem's Paradise. Uh, Black Mariah, you know, Alfred Woodard's character, uh, after the, the, the events that occurred in Episode 7 of Season 1 uh, now takes center stage. Uh, how prominent have they made her character in Season 2?
1: Very, very prominent. She is such a badass. You know, sometimes <laughs> you wonder, like, does Alfrey have it in her to be that bad? Hey, if we thought Denzel could be this bad in Training Day... Mm-hmm.
0: I'll please get the same. <laughs> All right, man. So in case you know, you don't know, uh, Luke Cage debuts on Netflix uh, uh, Friday, June 22nd. Um, and 3 o'clock in the morning. 3 o'clock in the morning on the East Coast. i going to the premiere. <laughs> <laughs> that new, I mean, midnight on the West Coast, 3 o'clock in the morning on the East Coast. Um, so... Uh, I want to move on, Wilson, and one of the things that I wanted to make sure I talked to you about is that uh, Variety has released their uh, their list of 17 deserving contenders from 2018. So they went from the 1st of January uh, preferably to the end of June, and they picked out some some uh, performances in each different category that they're spotlighting right now. So right now in the Best Picture, they have You Were Never Really Here, the uh, Joaquin Phoenix film that I know that, it, that debuted at Sundance, but they have other standouts that include Black Panther, First Reformed, Hereditary, and The Rider. Now, before we get into this, I always tell people that it is really rare that films that come out this early in the year get shine later in the year now there's certain films like Moonlight that we've seen recently and I know we've seen it happen but it doesn't happen often so should people in your estimation really get excited when people start talking about these kind of mid-year lists because we're still about five and a half months away man from award season kicking off
1: yeah you know the funny thing is like you know usually there's always a film at a festival that stands out that's going to get that buzz and that talk and you didn't get that much coming out of Sundance. You didn't get that much coming out of South by Southwest or Tribeca. You know, you were really never here. It was talked about, I think, last year when it played at festivals. And it came, but it kind of came and went this year. So as good as Joaquin Phoenix performances, you didn't hear much about it. So, like, they're going to have to spend a lot of money on the marketing to remind folks of that movie come October, November, when these screeners start coming in. You know, and then you're going to be lit by it with all these other independent films coming out.
0: Now, the, the the person they have for Best Director, I saw this film at Sundance, and I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, they have Chloe Zhao for the writer, uh, and along with her, they have other standouts. Ryan Coogler, of course, is on the list for uh, Black Panther. Ari Aster for Hereditary, a movie that I think is getting a lot more critically acclaimed because I didn't meet a lot of people that liked Hereditary <laughs> but it, it is critically acclaimed um, you had an opportunity to see The Rider man do you agree with that because I know you agree with Ryan Coogler for Black Panther
1: Ryan Coogler I would say is a definite Ryder is a good film I don't think they have the, the legs <laughs> I guess if you want to you know take it literally um, <laughs> or you know figuratively <laughs> Um I don't think they have the legs to go that far, you know. It, it'll get it'll get talked about for these smaller indie awards and so forth. But when you're talking director, we're talking five choices only, you know. And usually, for, like as you mentioned, a film this early in the year, it takes a lot. You know, you need to start. You know, either it has to keep making money, it has to keep being talked about. Um, you know, I mean, I don't wanna play this whole woman angle and so forth, but at the end of the day you still need, you know, you have to say to yourself, Is this one of the five and we still have six months left to go of Great. films Right. But is this right now she guaranteed in, I don't see it.
0: All right, well, now we go to Best Actor, and the person who's getting the best reviews so far this year is Ethan Hawk for First Reformed, Uh, Jason Clark from Chappaquiddick, Ben Foster Leave No Trace, Brady uh, Jandro for The Writer, and Joaquin Phoenix for You Were Never Really Here. Something tells me that Ethan Hawke might have a shot depending on how they market the film later on, but it's going to be hard for me to see some of these other performances that they're naming have enough legs to make yeah. it all
1: the way. No one saw Trap I'm sorry to say. It's a good film, but no one saw it. Uh, Ethan Hawke is getting obviously the best reviews in a long time. He's twice nominated, and that works in his favor. Um, And some of the other performances, like I said, they're small. You know, we have a lot to go. I'm sure there's going to be a son that comes out in Toronto or later on of an actor that's deserving, that audiences or maybe the voters feel it's his time.
0: All righty, so let's move to Best Actress. And Tony Collette is headlining. And then other standouts include Emily Blunt for A Quiet Place, Olivia Cook for Thoroughbreds, Vera Farmiga for Boundaries, and Leslie Mann for Blockers. I will say that uh, out of that group, Tony Collette has consistently, I've heard her name. I don't know, man. Like I said, this hereditary thing, I don't know. Um, what are you thinking? Yeah. On it, it's, you know, it's
1: hard to bring in somebody for a thriller like that, so, you know, but then again, you know, we saw how far Daniel Kuala got last year with Get Out. Um, And Tony Collette, you know, the well-liked actress, she's been around a good minute. Um, But, then, like I said, between Hereditary and a fireplace, they may cancel each other out because Emily Blunt is also well-liked.
0: All right, we got two minutes to go, and I'm online with Wilson Morales from blackfilm.com. Best supporting actor, no surprise here, Michael B. Jordan for Black Panther is headlining. I honestly believe that he has the best opportunity of anybody in that cast, including Ryan Coogler, to get a nomination. No surprise there. Would you agree?
1: Yes, you know, let's hope, um, you know, he also obviously has Creed coming out, and we don't know how well a sequel will do for him, um, but hopefully you know, he maybe he can get us above both the way Jimmy Fox did when he did Ray and Collateral. Right. Um, but Michael B. Jordan certainly, for a villain, certainly displayed a lot more. His dialogue was on point. People remember everything he said in the film. Um, so, yeah, he would definitely look like a logical choice for now.
0: All right, and we had some more stuff that's there, but I think we're running out of time. Uh, Letitia Wright is is on the short list for Best Supporting Actress. The screenplay, of course, for Black Panther, uh, written by both Robert, uh, what's his name, Robert, Joe Cole, and um, Ryan Coogler. That's on the list um, for Best Adapted, I mean, uh, yeah, for Best Adapted Screenplay. So, yeah, Wilson, uh, we've got a long way to go, and like I said, there's a lot of films, man. It, Toronto is coming up in a couple of months, man, and we're going to find out. Out uh, who the the we're going to separate the contenders from the pretenders really really shortly. So before we get out of okay. here, Wilson, tell people where they can read your content, man. But
1: well, before I do that, I also wanted to make a note that I don't know if you're going to mention later on that this past Monday or Tuesday, Ava DuVernay's *Wrinkle in Time* surpassed 100 million at the box office, making her the first Black female director to do so. Joining it list including her 13 African American films directors who've had across the, the century mark at the box
0: office. All right, and I'm waiting for for uh, Black Panther to make his next $400,000 so he can get to 700000000 million. I'm like, it's just sitting there. I'm like, man, just get the movie to 700 <laughs> Yeah, that's all
1: we need. Another milestone. All right. But uh, you can also find my stuff on com, which is the same word you use for instant inter- instant, I mean, Instagram
0: and Twitter. <laughs> all right, Wilson. As, a, as we say, you're here at the top of every show at the beginning of our show. And uh, thank you For coming on, man. All right, we'll talk down the road. We will, sir. You take care, man, and enjoy. alright and of course that's Wilson Morales here with us every week uh, we're going to take a break right now and we come back on the other side it's going to be time for me to get schooled on all things music well not necessarily movies I don't think he can out movie me but he will definitely out music me Julian Lytle is on the other side you guys are listening to the big show 96.3 HD4 it's keeping it real with film Gordon we'll be right back
2: Mature, sure, I'm spoiled hit up the south of France after tall. Bonjour. Bonjour. How many girls can't right before they date? So she can have a straight, she still gets slaved. That's ill behavior. What the whip matter. All right, welcome the fetch. back
0: to the show. And of course, that was Bonjour from the collaboration between McLean, Queen Bridge, MC, and producer. Kanye West, simply entitled Nazir, love saying that. Mm. Now this segment is brought to you by the Lakefront Film Fest, creating a new film experience in Howard County, Maryland. For more information, visit LakefrontFilmFest.com. Love saying that, man. Brother got his own film fest. All right. (laughs) Without further ado, uh, I'm laughing because generally when when this gentleman and I talk, it's usually when I call you late at night. and we talk hip hop, and it's normally at least minimum about two hours, sometimes yeah. longer. Uh, it is Julian Lytle. Now, how? What, what? What? should I introduce you as? Like, I know you have your own podcast, Ignor- "Ignorant Bliss." Um, I know you program music online. Like, what? 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 How
3: do we introduce you to people? I make stuff. That's what that's what I go by, maker. <laughs> All right, man. artists are getting played out. Creative artists is getting played out. It's getting played out too. Oh yeah, they You're, not, you're not a critic either. The, the millennials they, they they ruined it.
0: Now you you know now that you are no longer a millennial.
3: I never was a millennial. What do you mean? Oh, oh that that's right. So you were. I'm in the middle of Generation X and millennials So, so who I don't are you? What are you? Generation what? I pick Y like that old title they gave us in like '98. <laughs> that joint
0: rock. So, how does it feel, man, to not be the youngest kid on the block anymore?
3: I ain't been the youngest kid on the block in a minute.
0: No, but I'm saying, you know, because all y'all used to clown me back in the day, and now y'all getting up there where I am, and now you got younger
3: people coming underneath you. I clown everybody, because I listen to more music than anybody.
0: <laughs> you do, and, and we're going to talk about that. So, part of the reason why I wanted you on today is because in the month of June, you and I talked last week, we've had an explosion of new releases from major artists, man Talk a little bit about that, man
3: Yeah, um I don't know what they were deciding to do In the winter of last year yeah. But it seems like everybody was like Yo, Black Music Month 2018 We gonna turn it up They all changed, I guess When Drake put up an Instagram post For his album Scorpion That was originally gonna come out in June 15th And then Kanye West Decided to come back on Twitter With all the stuff he was talking about, he said, we're going to drop five albums, starting with Pusha T's Daytona in the end of of May, all the way through until this Friday with Tiana Taylor and her album. So between that, um, Nicki Minaj was supposed to release the album in June, but that got pushed back to August. Drake's joint still coming in the end of uh, the actual last weekend of, of June. We have new projects from B.J. Chicago Kid. We have Georgia Smith. We have Saba released a new joint. Uh Gold Link just put out a new song last weekend. Uh, Black Thought put out an EP with Night's Wonder. Yo, it's, a, it's yeah. a lot. Plus,
0: you didn't mention Beyonce, Jay-Z. Beyonce and Jay-Z nice. just want to be sitting down just <laughs> dropping
3: albums on Saturday <laughs> afternoons. Like... Like it's cool. Like this is regular. This is a regular Friday or Saturday. They ain't even let Nas live.
0: Man, that brother didn't even get forty eight hours, man.
3: He got. He didn't even get twenty four because he took so much forever to put his album <laughs> out on Friday. He ain't even get a full day. <laughs> They was like, wow. Let I me. Mean, oh, you thought Ether takeover was over? Well, so so. Let me ask
0: you a serious question. We talked about this last week, man. When you flood, so so, and I hate to use this reference because you know we see it so much in movies. When you flood the market with too much of anything—drugs, money—it's not good when it's too much product on the streets.
3: Nah, but see, with music, because now everybody streams everything. Everybody got time to check it out. They just can't all check it out at the same time back in the day if you put out too many albums at the same time everybody would get messed up because everybody had to buy albums but don't nobody buy albums no more is Spotify it, right. and Apple Music or YouTube a lot of people just use YouTube for music they, they ain't paying for nothing so right. they ain't paying for nothing who who cares
0: so out of everything that has dropped so far in the month of June including Pusha T which happened at the end of May Kanye West of course is, is getting a gold star Uh, Because he has produced 35 tracks And they released them in 5 weeks You know, concluding with uh, Tiana Taylor Um, Kanye West Up or down?
3: Oh man Man, I gotta say he's up Cause like um, No matter what People was like, we gonna cancel Kanye West You know, the proof is in the work That Daytona was hard
0: Was it really? You're talking about Out of the four albums That have been released so far You like the production On that one that's best the,
3: That's the hardest Rap album he made hmm. The Nas joint Is a real good album There's still some debate Between like Super duper diehard Nas fans And, and other people But nah That's a good one But to me his be- The best album of them all Is Kids He Goes
2: Because
3: hmm. him and Cuddy together They do very Very special things When they work together well like you can you can pinpoint all of current rap just because of the way they linked up together on Eight and Heartbreaking ten right. years ten years ago. All right. That and that joint got it got Yasin Bey on it for those who know that's most Death's current real name. It got Most Death on it. Right. It got Pusher on it. It got Anthony Hamilton on it. It got man that I can't
0: see fire. All right. I mean you keep telling up in the morning, me that I mean, just cause... like... I'm waiting for you to. I'm waiting for you to break me off, man. I got you. I got you. I'm trying to wait till they <laughs> all come out. <laughs> all right. So when we are doing up and down, man. Beyonce and Jay Z, man. Uh, I, I know you had an opportunity to listen to this.
3: Yeah, yeah. That was important up, for the uh, up the, or down. That's a, that's an up. That's an up.
0: That's an up too.
3: Yeah, like it's, yo, yo, Bees is out here out rapping her husband. Her joints is fire. She got, she got, she got, yo, she got lines. Now, now,
0: <laughs> share with me what you told me that you said you felt like Jay Z was holding her back. In she is.
3: I said that <laughs> the day it came out. You right. listen to this joint, and you get to a song, you getting hype, like, oh, yo, Beyonce on it, and then Jay Z come in, and it's like, oh, what? This, this, we in this mode, but you taking it to this mode. What are you like? You know, it just sometimes in certain beats, it's just like. It's alright He rallies himself At the end of the project Like the last three It come, It feels more New York Rap focused They actually got a good Back and forth So um, Whatever they working on In the studio In terms of her Like rapping They got it together You know mm-hmm. Pharrell's in there too There was like Two or three good uh, Pharrell songs Cool and Jay did some Great production on it Right Yeah Even Pharrell got a verse on there He killed it a little bit too I'm like oh My man Pharrell Out of nowhere
0: so now we're talking about ups and downs And I'm online oh, I'm, I'm not online I'm actually in studio with Julian Lytle Who describes himself simply as a maker
3: That's right That's what I do I'll As, make as a maker
0: um, So of course you know I'm a huge Nas fan I, I think that kind of goes without saying yeah. So I really liked Nasir And I liked specifically about five songs on Nasir Yeah
3: that's about right It's, not, right. it's, not, like a, it's not like all seven songs is crazy Right but he has some joints that really stand out. Like Cop Shot the Kid is like fire. I don't I'll debate any rapper over like that joint is heat. The way they chop that beat up, that little sample will turn into like the, made to like a percussion like a, a rhythm sample was just to just cop shot the kid cop shot right, I was but, like but
0: don't, but don't forget the other part in there that I think makes it special is he had the Richard Pryor intro and then he used the Richard Pryor scream along the with beat. the oh my god man Kanye you know I had to give him credit the other part on that album when i found out that the sample for adam and eve came from a 1974 iranian song i was like and he has several songs on the album that he went through some crates in the 70s found these tracks and then put them on Nas's album i just thought
3: it was amazing Yeah, people thought he lost it so he had to go out there and just say like oh okay Damn. Who, who 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 thinks like that, man? Let me go and find something
0: because it's easy to find. Like when you talk about the Slick Rick, we know you can go and find yeah. samples of from funk like Dre did. Yeah. But to find songs outside of the genre, speed them up, put beats underneath them, it's like wow.
3: Yeah, he 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 experiments a lot. You know, he probably has a lot of influences that people, uh, certain people in the underground really like like Death Grips and stuff like that. But so how he layers it and how he perfects his his production style um his collaborators you know he always working with mike dean mike dean up there playing the guitar they're out there engineering mixing the heck out of these songs and yeah they just you know from what Pusha t's interview said it um this man kanye just bought just thousands of records and just sat in a room for weeks just listening Wow. So you never know where all this type of music is coming from.
0: So let me ask you a question: Was he working primarily out of Wyoming when he was was, was actually putting chopping beats up? Yeah.
3: So is that say. is that
0: the key where you just go someplace isolated, man? Like you said, and buy thousands of records, man, and just sit there and and zone out with no distractions?
3: I think all his major works post uh, graduation was like that. So like when he made when um. I don't know about Eight Oh Eights, but I think Eight Oh Eights was no Eight Oh Eights was made in Hawaii. So was my beautiful dark twisted fantasy it was made in Hawaii, and I think Jesus was made in Europe. And Pablo, see, Pablo was a mess, so I don't, I don't know where he was at right there. He was seemed like he was all over the place. And you You're talking now. about
0: you don't know where he was mentally, or are you talking about where he was at in the physically. recording? Oh, physically. Yeah, I
3: don't know if it was that place where he went somewhere and just locked himself in to make something, right? Um, but a lot of his projects he, He's He like Locks himself someplace And he makes really Amazing sounding projects Even if you don't like The lyrics Because like His album Ye Is a mess Lyrically Like the songwriting Wise is weak But The production on it Is
0: crazy So let me ask you a question uh, and, and again we, we A lot of this Is stuff we've talked about Previous And I know you are A huge Kanye West fan Right um, I liked Kanye's work early I told you I think his first I think up to graduation Because after graduation I never was a big fan of 808 I did like Dark Twisted Fantasy Wasn't mm-hmm. a big fan of Yeezus But I understand Why people of your
3: generation Revere Kanye West No one, no one likes Yeezus but me <laughs> I love Yeezus <laughs> but.
0: I, I listen to it man i D- didn't yeah. do anything for me, it's man. Fire,
3: but hey, I got eclectic taste and also heard what other people's doing after Jesus But that's the thing: some of his albums that are the most divisive are actually the most influential. So people don't like well, 808s. It's a great album. His singing is trash. <laughs> but if you don't I'm have, glad 808s, you admitted it. You don't. You don't have Drake without 808s. He openly said it. You don't have like it changed the way young people decided to try to make music and rap music. So you don't have the current generation Donald Glover all of them cats without 808's Heartbreak straight up they admit it so Yeezus everybody's on this England stuff or UK stuff a couple years ago he was on it with Yeezus but everybody was like oh it's trash like nah that joint is fire like you go listen to some friggin um uh Nine Inch Nails and some Smashing Pumpkins and all this type of rock music and some England uh, German bass and grime and then you get you get Yeezus Drums hitting hard Industrial sounds Watch Watch We still ain't even seen The actual effects of we use
0: um, Okay Alright Well you know We got about a minute to go So what I want to do now Is we've talked about Your contemporary artists We will go back And do the things That I enjoy doing best with you Is when we start talking About these hip hop over generations man Okay, that's that's my favorite conversation with you because by virtue we have the age difference I sort of kind of see it one way you see it another way nobody's right nobody's wrong but it's just opinions
3: yeah that's the best part about rap
0: yeah alright so we're gonna shut it down right now take a break and we're gonna come back with more I actually got about another minute to go man Um, before we get out of here before we shut it down with this last minute um, is there anybody who was down? Like you look at these last this last month of music. Is there anybody
3: whose stock didn't rise? Dang, whose joint was weak? Oh man, I don't know. I think the only person who took an L right now actually was uh was Nas. Really? It's because of Jay-Z and Beyonce. That's the only thing.
0: Man, well, you got to remember, Nas, Nas is a different headspace, man. Nas is never going to equal Jigga when it comes to album sales, but he will always have more critical acclaim than True. Jay-Z will. I,
3: I, well, he does than Jay-Z, but not then Beyonce. So, like, you're going you gonna to take an L. These are different artists, man. I don't,
0: yo. That Nas has put in 25 years,
3: man. Hey, man, she didn't put in a long time, too.
2: I mean, you know. She she didn't put it.
3: She didn't put in twenty before she was on uh, Star Search. Like you know what I'm saying. If you don't count Star Search, she still put in twenty. You know
0: what, man? I I don't talk about Beyonce because I don't want them coming for me, man. Her fan base is like. Yo, I listen to all her albums. I listen to her albums too. I think she's. I think she's a. She's a really good artist. Um, But, you know, we'll talk about it in the next segment, man. We'll I ain't going to get in trouble. But <laughs> we're going to take a break right yeah, now. we be alone. <laughs> and when we come back, uh, we'll have more with my man Julian Lido here. and Keeping it real with Film Gordon. We'll be right back. Hey, hey. I am your lovely Misty Stone. And you are listening
1: to The Big Show. Keeping it real with Film Gordon, By baby. Put your hands <laughs> up, Black <laughs>
2: Boy. Cop shot the kid Shot the kid, the cop shot, the cop shot the kid, and the cop shot the kid, and the cop shot, the cop shot the kid, and the cop shot the kid, and the cop shot, the cop shot the kid, and the cop shot the kid, and the cop shot, the cop shot the kid. I don't wanna hurt nobody. We just came here to party, see a few games, exchange some names. I'm a top
0: shot the kid, stay in your lane. All right, and welcome back to uh the show. And of course, that was straight fire but we just listened to that was Esko's song you just referenced, Cop Shot the Kid from Nas's latest album. and again, Again, kudos to Kanye West, man. That sample, wow. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. I remember watching the the live stream of the album Listening Party up at Queensbridge, and I remember the reaction when that song dropped.
3: People just lost it, man. That's when I wanted to hear the album, because I heard just a little. I was like, what is? I was like, Kanye Omari West, you out here. You out here chopping up
0: classics. Oh, man. Well, I mean, let's talk about hip hop, man. So we talk, we we talk a lot, and you tease me a lot about I'm not listening to hip hop for the most part, which is not true. I listen to I listen to Jermaine Cole, I listen to Kendrick Lamar, um, Drake, eh, maybe Future, never. Um, you missing out, I'm telling you. I mean, you say so. 2015 Future. I mean, come on, man. I, I'm from I'm from the genesis of hip hop. You know, the the late 70s, early 80s, you know, watching the legends and up in the game, you know, all the hip hop battles, you know, P.E. back in the day, you know, KRS-One destroying Queensbridge before Nas brought it back, Mob Deep, EPMD. That's the era. That's the pure era of hip hop that all y'all are eating off the plate that okay. was set for y'all 25, 30 years I, ago. I
3: always say that's a very northern perspective.
0: Really It is So you do realize that Before 1986 That hip hop was all n- New York Before it went out to Cali You know you had something with In Philly with, um, Yeah Philly Philly with had a lot of D. stuff
3: Around the same time yeah. It was in New York
0: I mean but you know Schoolie D was doing his thing You know yeah, I mean, I'm not making this up. This is like this is the history of hip hop. West
3: Coast was out there doing stuff before. West too.
0: Coast had Ice tea That Tracy Merrill was out there. Yeah, you, had, was out there. you had you had you had N W A.
3: You had a gang of cats from the West Coast. I know. So I mean, but you and know, New York and the Northern people was hating on the West Coast too. But the West we Coast were, was too. We gangsta. were
0: partying to West Coast music you know, in the early mean, '90s because you know when Dre came out and he sp- and, and the Chronic drop. I know I mean, it was undeniable. On, it was undeniable, but it before, was.
3: before they was hating. Well,
0: of course we were hating. I mean, nobody I respect. If you weren't in New York, you weren't hip hop.
3: Yeah. It's just saying. the way it was. It's all good, because you know, <laughs> Andre Benjamin told y'all the South got something to say. 1995. Well, well, well
0: when OutKast came out, I mean that shit. Oh. See, but see, but what, this is the thing that I love about when we have these discussions about hip hop. We can pinpoint the moments when certain areas kind of rolls up. I mean, what was St. Louis before Nelly came along? Yeah, well,
3: it, well,
0: what was Detroit down. before Eminem?
3: They had something. Who do they mid, have in Detroit? Mid, the Midwest has stuff, but yeah, it wasn't popping before.
0: Right, but before I'm saying Marshall. when when M came out, now yeah, we changed, now yeah. we got Royce to five nine and, and a lot of these other cats. Yeah. Um so but but again, we talk about this all the time, man, and I think people always get into these discussions, and I know you and I have as well. We start talking about producers. So Kanye West is clearly, along with Pharrell, I would say probably one in two of this generation right now, is there anybody else? That's nah,
3: because here is the thing with Pharrell. I think I was talking to somebody the other day. I think people they need to make like a movie miniseries about Virginia Beach. Oh, no doubt with Timbaland Cause, Missy, because they all live—they yeah. all live down the street. Like right. it wasn't like they literally live down the street from each other. That's that's insane. They create. They're like the black music sound from like 1995 up until now. It is like. Virginia Beach. Yeah, Pharrell Pharrell is crazy. And not just rap music. I'm talking like R&B, rap, in the middle, like everything. So I love Kanye. Um, He is one of the most important producers. But I still think right now, I still think the Neptunes are probably the best overall producers of the last 20 years.
0: Wow. All right. So when we start going back to the genesis and we start looking at the the legendary dudes, you know, you got Swiss and you got... Primo,
3: Swiss is great. Swiss is great, man. I mean, you know, they, he got some joints. He got some he's joints. got some joints, man. I mean, don't leave out Just Blaze, you know, from the era. You know, Just you got Blaze. He, Rock got some. Ooh, yeah, he can cut it up. You got RZA. People don't give RZA enough no credit no more. But he made man. RZA,
0: RZA created the sound. He
3: right. had a five year run. That's with Wu Tang. that's undeniable that changed like the music business and.
0: And you know. his business mind Where he took all these MCs Had them all on different labels That's right He changed everything Oh yeah man I mean so See this is what I'm talking about I always think And, and, and if I had the money With the miniseries I would love to make Honestly Which I think would be a hit Would be to kind of Parallel the careers Of Jay-Z and Nas That whole post-B, post B mm. Post uh, Tupac Where hip hop was And then when the two of them Kind of came up with that battle and mm. how it resolved itself, I think that's a great miniseries.
3: That's a great story. There's a lot of great stories. I think, I
0: think. yeah, there are a lot of great stories out there. Or you can focus on folks who were legends in the game who, who, who left us too soon, the big L's, the big puns, you know, people like that, man. I mean, there are lots of singular stories, man, of people. We look at people recently. We lost Fife. We lost Prodigy.
3: I mean so you Well start yeah, for the older cast and for man. the younger cast, we just recently lost uh SSX Tentacion. Uh and I think his name's Wapo. See, you don't even know, you don't understand that kid No idea. He he's problematic, but he is very influential to you. Very Explain why. Yo, what if you took Tupac? Well you you take you take a little piece of Tupac, you take a piece of um Biggie. A, a little Kirk Cobain. Okay and yeah there you go you get there you got on. You know. really yeah yeah his music is dark wow his that's- music is dark but he got some he got some bangers he did some things that I had to stop listening to his music for. I couldn't give him them streams but um <laughs> yo he got some joints that kid yeah they shot him dead they filmed it it's sad did they really yo you know people they take their phones out everything's filmable these days you watch a kid die that's that that that's depressing.
0: Wow, man. I'm on I'm on I'm here in studio with Julian Lytle, man, the guy who actually kind of masquerades as a film watcher and a film
3: you- I, I watched a lot of movies I you saw Jurassic lot- Park this week man great. whatever man
0: I, I, what I'm saying is is that I I know you come to movies and then you want to argue with me over movies and I'll be looking at you like come on player you, you can, can argue you- with me over me. I don't even argue with you on music
3: I go I argue with movies can, can, can you just
0: give me can you give me the movies man
3: yeah, I don't know if I give you the movies man I with art school bro my God. Here we I know how to break down a, a screen you know what I'm <laughs> saying we do I know the composition I know what color, how color we I, what know says,
0: all that. I know hip hop, man, but I don't listen to enough of modern hip hop. Yeah, I know. To be, I you're mean, so I, that's, the, that's, the, that's the truth, man. I mean, it's not that I don't, it's not because I'm, you know, I'm that, you know, get off my lawn dude, but I try to listen to it and, it, and I can't conceptualize yeah. what I'm
3: listening to. The frequencies are too different. The vibes yeah. are all for you.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're
3: grown, you're an adult.
0: Yeah, so when I listen to Future, man, it, 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 and Migos, I hear, I hear lots of
3: mumbling. I really hey, do. That? If you see, this is the thing. If you listen to a lot of Southern rap, Migos makes perfect sense. If you listen to 3620 some odd years ago, you, you know where it all comes from. Migos, all they do is rap listen, like three I six. I did five. listen
0: to three six, 20 years ago. That three six made sense. They, they, they rapping just like three six. Wow. Scarface love Ghetto Boys. Yeah. Houston yeah, makes perfect huge. sense. That's what I'm trying to... That's what I'm saying. I think... I don't think... I think part... Because I have another good friend of mine. Did did I introduce you to Dave Dickinson who's over at SiriusXM? No. Good friend of mine. Um, I remember he and I had a conversation and he always told me... That you have to keep on listening to music, man, and you know expanding you your palate because if you if you don't, you get old. Yeah, you stop. So it's not like I'm old because I love I love some of the stuff that I get. The stuff that I can understand, like Kendrick, makes perfect sense to me. Um, I listen to Damn over and over, and I keep listening to Fear and the way he structured that song and kind of how
3: he breaks that. Yeah. It's just genius, man. Yeah, it's a great song. It's
0: genius. It's the centerpiece of, of probably an album that won the Pulitzer.
3: Yeah That's probably what's put it over I personally like You know I like the, the bangers I like the loyalty And I like the, the love DNA DNA's alright I like it when they switch up When he pulls in the, the Geraldo sample Right And he just goes off On Geraldo Yeah that's my part The little part of the beginning It's like it's good But yo that joint Rihanna Rihanna got bars You know what I'm saying <laughs> She can rap
0: <laughs> She can rap She does a little Something something
3: Yo, her and Beyoncé get together on a song Gonna take over, take over the world us. I'm, I'm surprised we
0: don't, we don't get more We don't get more songs from, from, from artists like that I mean, we, they're collaborations But I'm not getting the right collaborations Yeah they, yes. That's my issue, man Like, I thinking about Jay-Z and Nas They did one song together
3: That's all you need all That's you need it? Is, All you need is black Republican
0: That's it I mean, and it's, and it's a banger yeah. I thought they were both good on it But I'm like, man Nas and Jay-Z should do an album together
3: Nah, that's too much
0: Nas and I mean uh, Kanye West and Jay did albums together why would you not do an album with
3: Nas yeah that was one album and one is Big Brother Little Brother that's a good was <laughs> right which was it's like how come Michael Jackson and Prince never did together because Prince was like you ain't singing that first line to bad to me You know, I ain't singing that yeah, to that's,
0: you yeah, that's, and, and that's a tragedy to this day man like y'all couldn't have gave me one song man nah Jay and Jay and Nas, man, those two man are, are forever linked, man. And it's funny, um, I was listening to uh, Jay Z, who I, I would acknowledge, brother, can make hit records, man. Jay Z has hits. That's what, that's what I give do do. Jay hits, right? I don't like Jay's content. I think that, which is why I think Jay is having such a hard time at forty-seven making a transition because he, I can't rap about being in the streets anymore. I can't. I can't rap about you know, pushing rocks. What is Jay-Z? What, what does he talk about? He raps about being rich and being married and yeah, almost man. messing with the marriage. But, and, and, and again, you went through that period, but where do you go after that? We'll see. I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. Nas is able to transition because Nas is a poet, has a has, has a kind of a perspective. Man. And you listen to this last
3: album, you that's see a perspective yeah, evolving. You're, yeah, you're a bigger Nas fan. If you're, if you're, <laughs> if you're a Nas guy, you're like, he can do this. But if you're a whole fan, you'd be like... Bro, 444 was fire
0: That's all I need 444 was, was It was a legitimately Good album, man It was fire it was, I don't know about fire, man I mean, fire, you know man. He had the song That's his About third his classic. Mom. That's
3: his third classic Come
0: on, man His third classic Third classic
3: What were the other two? Well, Reasonable Doubt Bomb,
0: Blueprint Blueprint I like the Black album Better than I like 444 uh, four, four, four and a half No four and a half. You think you think 444 is better Than the Black album
3: Yeah, because It don't got that That song that DJ Quick produced With the terrible Madonna sample Jessica
0: you think you think four 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 is better than the black album?
3: I'm telling you, there's a Come song on, that man. is whack. I'm telling you, there's a, there's a song on, and a half that's whack. I,
0: I thought the black album is easily and threat a, is a only whole okay. classic.
3: And threat is only okay. No,
0: man. I mean think think about what he did with uh PSA. Think about I what understand. he did with Lucifer. I mean he I had, understand. had so many bangers. You on talk
3: 444? about that song, I'm talking about the songs that are legitimately whack. That's what that's Bricks of so the So you, you
0: didn't like Threat?
3: No. And what was the other one you didn't like? The joint with DJ Quick produced with the Madonna sample
0: Yeah, well, I mean, we forgot about that
3: That's those. what I'm saying I don't, I'm <laughs> talking about the whole album We
0: forgot about that There's
3: no there's no, there's no, no skips on 444
0: Okay, so so I, I got a couple of minutes left, man and, and I always like to have this debate We've already talked, man Greatest hip-hop CD of all time My boy gets acknowledged all the time, man
3: Oh, because everybody want to put Illmatic over everything, right?
0: Illmatic is over everything.
3: It's not, because it's not better than necrotic. I refuse.
0: You think the necrotic, necrotic
3: yes. commercially is nah, better. Nah, bro. What nah. the? Stop, stop. Nah. The it's chronic, not better than the purple the chronic, tape. The, what's not better than the purple tape? Illmatic is not better than the purple tape. You talking about the purple tape, the Nas made? No, the real purple tape, Raekwon and Ghostface. Only different for Cuban Links. It's come not. On, no. Hey, and it's come not. On. It's not better than Southern Playalistic. It's not better than other Playalistic. It's not better than. It's better than that. It's not. It's not better than none of them.
0: It's better than those. See, these are all These are all perception. Right. Nope. Illmatic. For what it means And think about 19 year old kid Debut album
3: That's fine Born I don't Tide care about age I don't care about age The Chronic Is actually Dre's
0: like 10 years actually, in the game By the time he made The Chronic
3: And it's not better Than Low End Theory
0: Low End Theory Is a really good album I can't really argue With you It's with not that. better I It takes the Nations and millions to hold us back It answer. is better than the Nations Because nah. Nations Nations as an album Like you just talked about It's not answer. better Than Ready to Die Alright man We're gonna have you Come back in here man I got 30 seconds man (laughs) Julian Lytle Love you to death man Where can people Follow you man
3: They can follow me on All the social media At Julian Lytle L-Y-T-L-E Is how you spell My last name
0: That that would generally Be how Lytle is spelled Nah
3: you would be Surprised what people think
0: That is true (laughs) You'd be surprised (laughs) That is true Alright brother Hey I appreciate you man But seriously You will have to come back
3: Okay, we'll work it
0: out. All right, man. We're going to take a break right now. We're going to come back, and it's going to be time to talk movies. You guys are listening to the big show here at 96.3 HD4, and that's dcradio.gov. We'll be right back.
2: The ghetto will follow the more. Oh, my God, they speak venomous on the boy. Oh, my Lord, my enemy is fear, and I'm sure. Oh, my God, they want the end of me because I'm pure. Oh, my Lord, discipline for the win. I just go for it. It's a trend for these men to die on their own sword. Journey far, learn who you can be. But you can learn who you are when you around family. Chip off the shoulders of soldiers on a grizzle. My granddaddy Mac Little married Danny Little. They passed down wisdom, blessings were given. Pray my sins don't get passed to my children. I made a killer. I'm alive like the morning star. Call Jordans for the price on stocks. So what the
0: hornets. Alright, welcome back to our final segment. And that was another track from Naz's latest Adam and Eve. Featuring the sample from the 1974 Iranian single Gold Yuck. All right, absolute genius from Kanye. Uh, Now this week's reviews are brought to you by thefilmgordon.com. Experience film through the life of a true film addict myself. Check out all our film content at thefilmgordon.com. Now this week in film, there are two new releases. But before we review these films, cue the music. Right, in theaters this week, there are two films that tackle technology in different ways. Let us start with the science fiction body horror Upgrade. Now, this film follows a man who is implanted with a chip that allows him to control his body after a mugging leaves him paralyzed. Super producer Jason Blum, Blum serves as the producer through his Blumhouse Productions banner and the film of course is written and directed by Lee Wynell. The film stars Logan Marshall Green Get Out's Betty Gabriel and Harrison Gilbertson Now a special chip inserted into our hero's back communicated with him in this clip from Upgrade I
2: don't know how you saw me but you should have be here you killed my wife! No! I didn't do that! That was someone else! She doesn't matter! You'll need to be a little faster than that.
1: Why are you making me do this?
2: Let me know if you need my
1: help, Graves. Stop! Help! I need your permission to operate independently. Permission granted! Oh. Thank you. Okay, now
0: this film to me is just basically a simple story which mirrors the original John Wick about a man who loses everything and finds a purpose, albeit with technology, to avenge the death of his beloved. Now, after a brutal attack leaves him paralyzed and his wife dead. Great Trace, played by Marshall Green, receives a technological miracle when a high-tech piece of equipment is surgically implanted into his spine, allowing him to walk and hunt down those who wronged him. Now, this film to me is one part The Six Million Dollar Man, one part Death Wish Revenge Fantasy, Upgrade is a brutal, bloody, futuristic, sci-fi horror film that's another feather in the cap from Hollywood's latest IT producer, Jason Blum. Uh, The film excels because it embraces all that it is and never aspires to be more than an enjoyable and bloody good time. The film, to me, is quite simplistic, yet very effective. I gave Upgrade a B. I like this movie a lot. I mean... <laughs> it, it, it as a guy who doesn't necessarily like horror, you know or, or doesn't like slasher movies, the fact that you know you have a character who <laughs> is controlled by a chip and then, as the story evolves and you see where the twist is, I thought this film was very well executed, and I was surprised because I didn't expect to like it as much as I did, so if you get an, opp- an opportunity to check out Upgrade, I would highly recommend it. Which brings us to the big film this week. And, of course, that is the fifth film from the Jurassic Park series. And this one, of course, is Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Now, this film is set on a fictitious uh, Central American island of Isla Nublar off the Pacific coast of Costa Rica. Yeah, okay. Uh, The film, of course, follows Owen Grady and Claire uh daring as they rescue the remaining dinosaurs on an island before a volcanic volcanic eruption destroys it. Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard, BD Wong and Jeff Goldblum reprise their roles from the previous film in the series. Uh we also add James Cromwell, Toby Jones, Ted Levine, Isabella Sermons and Geraldine Chaplin to the latest film. Now, in this clip from the film, Bryce Howard speaks with wonderment about the existence of dinosaurs. Do you remember the first time you saw a dinosaur? First time you see them, it's like a miracle. You read about them in books, you see the bones in museums, but you don't really believe it. They're like myths. And then you see
2: the first one alive. this is not your fault but it
0: is
1: no. this one's
0: on me I showed him the way righty. as I said at the top this is the fifth film In the Jurassic Park franchise, which once again finds another reason for humans to place themselves in harm's way with mythic prehistoric creatures. Now, when an exploding volcano threatens the life of the last surviving dinosaurs, both Howard and Pratt reunite with a team of scientists and mercenaries to get the animals to a sanctuary. Unfortunately, there's a different plan afoot, and our heroes are fighting for theirs as well as the creatures' lives as greed and deception place them squarely in harm's way. Now, to me, the plot of these films is so familiar that before the movie even started, you know, I had people, I was teasing people in the theater, and I told them... The plot of the film. I said, basically, what's going to happen is that, you know, the film's going to start off good, well-intentioned. I said, halfway through, chaos will ensue, dinosaurs will kill people, and then by the third act, they'll figure their way out. Damn if that's not exactly what happened in this movie. Just spot on. Now, um, I think one of the problems that I have with these films is that people forget that the original Jurassic Park, when it was released back in 1993 was a technical marvel. People had never seen that type of technology on screen. Now once you get to the point where you take the technology out the game and then it becomes about straight storytelling, if Disney were making these movies, I believe that they would be better films. No disrespect to Steven Spielberg who I think is a master storyteller but I just think you kind of boxed in to a certain extent with the plot of these films you got humans who want to coexist with dinosaurs, you got humans that want to take the dinosaurs and weaponize them you got to hear the the whole thing is ridiculous the reason why we exist and these huge animals no longer exist because if they were here and we were here together we wouldn't be here (laughs) they would get rid of us um there's even a line in this in the film which i thought was really interesting and i quoted it uh it's that basically that Globe Bloom issues a warning to Congress in the film that they were here before us and if we're not careful, they'll be here after us. Uh yeah. Too bad the people who write the screenplays for these films really don't write the story with that level of intelligence or urgency. Uh so to me, uh you know, this this statement that they it was wise to include in the film. They just don't follow that as it relates to a plot or perspective in the story. There are too many things in this film, to me, that simply didn't make sense. And while John Williams' score promises thrilling adventure, this technological money grab, to me, simply didn't measure up. Now, I don't know who they is, right? But they say that the third time is a charm. By virtue now that we on our fifth movie, I think we are two times over the charm and they have pushed the limits of exhaustion and comprehension for this story that to me never quite soars or barely gets off the ground. Now, this film, to me, is literally a disappointment because there's all these hopes and dreams that this is a movie that's going to make tons of money. It very well indeed may do that, but this is a movie, really, to me, that is a major, major disappointment. And unless the screenwriters find new inspiration or direction, Fallen World may be an apt epitaph for this once-proud and groundbreaking marvel. I gave this movie a C-minus, man. This movie... Um, Did not work for me at all I was like eh, God You know I'm sitting there I'm watching characters You know where there's this whole thing With this, this young girl Who you know animals are human too Animals have rights uh, When it comes down between your survival And the survival of prehistoric animals I mean no disrespect man They had their time if it was me, you know, there's a there's a scene in the film where there's a crucial point where something has to happen. Man, if it would have been me, I was like, y'all gonna be short. <laughs> but of course, the film doesn't end that way because again, they want to they want to leave the they want to leave the door open for more sequels. Julian, you got anything else you want to add from a film perspective uh, before we get out of here?
3: Um, nah. No. Jurassic World was fun trash. That's about it. Fun trash Yeah okay It has dinosaurs in it Like it can't It can be trash But yo the dinosaurs look fine You
0: know I'm not gonna say any names But I sat next to A senior publicist at Allied Who This is her account And uh You know I was teasing her Because we were watching the movie And she's sitting in the chair Just like paralyzed I'm like Oh, you can't even get through your own movie. She's like, yeah, it's kind of scary. I mean, but, but to me, the logic aspect oh,
3: well, it, is what it's kills It's not scary. Me. Like, they stopped caring about the story with Lost World back in, like, 97 or whatever. With, that was the second actual. Right. Yeah, they stopped caring about the story back then.
0: Man, I, I, I swear, man. Disney, for all of the faults that people have about Disney, Disney can tell a the story. They are really. I mean, the solo one kind of let was, them down.
3: You know, it was fire. It just did. Fans are terrible.
0: Well, no, I think I think that the the lead, uh, whatever his name is, Alden, I, I, whatever his name is, yeah. I, I think the chemistry there he didn't work as good
3: as any other Star Wars lead.
0: Why? Really why is Star he Wars. getting singled out? You haven't heard anybody say anything bad about Donald Glover about okay. Amelia Clark. Nobody taking took, took any brunt off that other than that dude because
3: geeks are terrible.
0: <laughs> Don't be singling out geeks, man. Geeks run the world right now, man. Yeah, look at the state of the world. It's true. That's very true. All right, man. We're about to get out of here because Jessica's making faces on the other side of the glass. As I tell you guys, oh, I'm going to throw you under the bus, kind of dude. You know how I am. Um, As I tell you guys in closing every week, uh, please see something good at the movies. uh you can see uh you can see fallen world if you want to. If you don't like it, don't blame it on me. You heard it here first. Until next week. Uh, Julian, thank you for coming on today. And uh, sir we out.